0: Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man podcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here as ever with Alex Hudson.
1: I tell you what, if it gets much warmer than this, I'm going to need the fucking (laughs) bifrost.
0: Oh, 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 he's in and he's got zingers.
1: Wish that I was half ice giant or whatever (laughs) because it's too fucking hot.
0: Oh, it's warm. It's 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 a warm day. The room I'm in, so my parents' house is lovely, but, like, the upstairs gets really warm.
1: Epic slam on uh, your parents there. Warm room. <laughs> oh, no. Oh,
0: the upstairs, like, it's perfectly fine. Like, it's really nice space to kind of, at the moment, live in. Uh, mm. But it is hot. And I had to close the windows because my dad's working outside. Yeah. So he's banging around out there. And I'm just starting to sweat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> To,
0: A sweaty, sweaty cast. Okay. To
1: put this in context, uh, for all of our non UK listeners, um, it's currently like one degree and it's boiling. <laughs> Any level of heat is too much level of mm. heat. No,
0: we can't. We can't handle you know anything that is not normal. We don't yeah, like when it's too cold. Sure. We don't like when it's too hot. We just complain. Like we are the best at complaining more than anything else.
1: Thank God. Thank God Britain still have something.
0: We got something. Our empire was built on complaints.
1: <laughs>
0: um well yeah, so we are going to cope. Like, we're going to do
1: this. It's been a it's just been a it's been one of those weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Too much going on.
0: What have you been up to?
1: fucking drafting up resignation letters for the Boris Johnson, mate.
0: Oh, okay. oh you were the, the one who was write all the letters? I, I was the
1: one who wrote the letter that sounded like it was a weird victory, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I was the one who was writing the application letters for everyone else, so I had nothing to do. I, hang so,
1: on. The application letters?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no order jobs were um, vacated. They oh. needed somebody to fill them. But oh, nobody wants. I thought them, you so. meant like
1: to be leader of the Conservative Party. And I was like, "Wow, oh, no. you you have been. I'm very busy because <laughs> uh, seems like every fucker and his wife is joining the. Uh, oh yeah, race. I'm going.
0: I'm going for it.
1: Uh, I'm I mean, on you're the- not a member or an MP.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm standing on the platform of she
1: ain't going to come back as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know what? <laughs> Bring back stat- stature. <laughs> We've talked about her last week. Or maybe
0: the week before. Yeah, it's been a weird week in the world as well, so... But <sighs> one of the things that I did do this week is I went saw a film.
1: So a did I. A a new film.
0: Oh, what film did you watch? Not this.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you watch? So I guess it doesn't fucking matter. We're not going to do a spoiler review of Brian and Charles. <laughs> Oh,
0: I'm interested to know if that's any good. We'll find out next week, guys. Well,
1: it ties into uh, a spoiler that I had for this film before you'd even seen this film. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, we're doing a spoiler review
0: today. of oh, shit! For Love and Thunder, um, a film that
1: what I have to do in a second.
0: <laughs> a film that I have seen and you have not.
1: I'm not gonna. So this exactly. Isn't, this isn't ruining it for me. The, um, film, we've... The, the film was ruined by virtue of coming out for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we've not discussed this. No. So, um, but we will basically You haven't even put it
1: the... on your letterbox list. That's how secretive no. you're being about this. I purposely did it. Which makes me think that it's going to be your film of the year and I'm going to have to see this piece of shit. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> it won't be your film of the year because otherwise you'd tell me that we couldn't do this podcast. <laughs> um.
0: Personally, I didn't put it on next. I was like, oh, I'll keep it as a little bit of a surprise for okay. you. Uh, but today we're going to be talking for Love and Thunder, and, and we're going to talk spoilers, even though Alex hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk spoilers, um I'm going to talk spoilers, and Alex is just going to listen, and we're going to just discuss it. Um, and it's basically just a longer review, um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do a spoiler-free review next week on the podcast.
1: You're very kind well. like that.
0: So that those who haven't seen it and are interested in it can still actually see it, um, and, you know, if, if you're interested in our views and you take any kind of guidance from them.
1: And there's thousands of them. <laughs> there's thousands of them. So, before we get started... We've done so many podcasts. Oh, some people say too many. I agree. Like- I think I was the first person who said that. <laughs> You're the one who started I'm that campaign. Zero of too many <laughs> podcasts.
2: Uh,
0: before we get started talking or spoilers, we must warn people that there are spoilers. By inviting in our best friend, the Spoiler Porg.
1: Imagine if this week I didn't do that and instead I did like an old sea captain. Here there be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> But people I mean, like tradition, so...
0: I, I do <laughs> like
1: the... <laughs> You get both. I do like Vote.
0: spoiler captain.
1: Vote which you like. Uh, captain Ahab. <laughs> spoiler Captain Ahab. Or um, whatever the fuck else I Hashtag did.
0: captain or hashtag Porg. tweeting at us at Dinosaur Man 15 and let us know which way you would like to be warned about spoilers.
1: Okay. I think this is maybe an idea for just like a separate episode. Yeah. Best captain. Bird's eye. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know Captain well, Bird's could... eye, looks
0: like he's got skeletons in his closet <laughs> he
1: looks like a nice man mm.
0: they're the ones okay. you don't trust always hanging around with kids we
1: don't have time for this actually That's... you well, never we, see we, any we've... of those kids grow up <laughs> look we've got time for all of this obviously because you know it's like
0: that oh what is that movie uh... I don't know <laughs> I don't know. Is it Logan's Run, maybe, where you get to, like, the age of 28 and you have to die? Yes. Yeah, with Captain Bird's Eye, you get to, like, 30 and you kill shit. (laughs)
1: And you have have to eat a salmon fish finger instead. (laughs) He he
0: slaughters you and (laughs) feeds you to the fish fingers. Okay.
1: People still like preamble, so we'll, we'll do this just now and then we'll see. <laughs> this we'll week we've got more time than ever for um, this kind of stuff. Yes, but I want to keep this uh, as tight a record as possible because I will be <laughs> seven pounds later by the end of it through sweat. Um, no, the question I was going to ask was, do you remember when they introduced, Birdseye introduced, oh god, for anyone who isn't aware of Birdseye, it's a frozen fish brand basically. They make fish mm-hmm. fingers or whatever you end up calling them elsewhere. Anyway, um, do you remember they introduced salmon fish fingers at one point? Yeah. Do you think that that's like a... For everyone over 30, you're no longer... It's like... um. Uh, tamagotchis. It absolutely is not like Tamagotchis. <laughs> it's like... um. Those little aliens that were in that little kind of
0: jelly stuff that apparently got <laughs> pregnant.
1: They smelled so fucking weird. I hate that smell to this day. If I smell that smell, I will fucking hurl. <laughs> it stank. Oh god, it was awful. Anyway, no. Um, it's like, hang on. What was that, what was my point going to be? Oh, Flip chicken nuggets. Oh. it's like, um, but chicken nuggets are still round. Yes. Okay. Fine. So not like McDonald's. Dogs. They are not McDonald's. When nuggets. you reach a certain age, the expectation is you switch over to selects. <laughs> is it? And I think with fish fingers, the idea was cod and haddock for the first fifteen, twenty years of your life. When you but hit they- your twenties, if you have a fish finger, what's going on in your life?
0: You're saying basically. I'm um, saying this a to gate- a man it's it's that a I've seen fish. multiple fish fingers. <laughs> Nothing. It's a gateway fish. Like you start on cod, and then you know opens your horizons. Soon, mm. soon you're having I don't know swordfish fingers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like by the age of ninety, you're onto like flounder. <laughs> you're going through all the fish. Um, Should we talk four? I, I mean, or do you still have you, more on fish fingers? That's kind of the point of this episode, and I feel like we've talked. To, we've talked. We've talked enough about Not Thor now.
0: So let's talk 4-4. Four, four.
1: Yes, I'm just conscious of the the flush in the background that has been going on for the last <laughs> minute and a half, which is why I was trying to sort of really uh, drag out that uh, salmon fish finger <laughs> bit there. Um, and I don't... For the Puritans in the audience, I would really like... You don't want to sully the audio. Well, I know that that's what they're here for. <laughs> they kind of come for the fish fingers But stay for the Thor <laughs> As <laughs> All right, our motto is always Tell me, tell always me about this fucking movie then.
0: <laughs> So 4-4 four, four, Love and Thunder uh, Why
1: did they not just call it Four
0: <laughs> They should have um, So this is the sequel To Four Ragnarok mm-hmm. um, Directed once again by Taika Waititi
1: Thank goodness
0: Starring Chris Hemsworth as The titular four. Um who is basically having a crisis of confidence of sorts. Uh, again? Again. Jesus <laughs> um, Christ, every
1: film with this guy.
0: <laughs> basically, this is all about him, Like, and we'll get into this in more detail, but basically it starts off in a place of four is not really sure where he is in life. He's very aware that everything he's loved he's lost. Mm-hmm. So he turns his back on love and instead focuses on just throwing himself into Thunder. just being a weapon, mm. waiting for people to say, Look, we need your help. Um, and the Guardians he's traveling around with Guardians of the Galaxy, who are very much kind of like they'll torment and be like, We need you to win this battle. Mm. He'll go in and then fight the battle and then he'll go back to close himself off. Um, at the same time, there's a man called Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, who is, as his name suggests, going around killing gods. Um, Upon discovery of this, four must then go and find out what's happening, um, and then track down gore. As a third plot line, you then have Jane Foster um, returning Natalie Portman to the thing who has stage four cancer, and as a way to Kind of try and heal herself visits Asgard and finds out that monir um the hammer mm. Nyon-yir? Uh, Nyon-yir, um is drawn to her it reforms, giving her the powers of four and she becomes the mighty four um mm. so basically a female version of four um and is then kind of in Asgard. They team together with uh, Valkyrie to go Mm -hmm. hunt down um, Gore. They visit the gods, all the gods, to try and get help, which is where you see Russell Crowe, Zeus, and others. Uh, They don't get that. They go to face Gore um, and things happen. Basically, Gore's main plan is to get to the centre of the universe to visit a deity called Eternity. And Mm -hmm. whoever reaches eternity first gets one wish. And his wish will be
1: to... No more gods.
0: Exactly. So it's kind of, we get to go first.
1: And and Thor's is presumably more gods.
0: (laughs) Or everyone is gods. Um, (laughs) But he's kind of like, get there first. If he gets there first, then the gods will cease to exist. So it's kind of a race against time. Mm. That's your basic plot. And everyone who's seen the film knows that's the plot, basically.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And even I, as someone who hasn't seen the film, I now know that that's the plot. Yeah. you've just told me. So I
0: think the first question mm. that you must have.
1: Hey, I'm asking the questions. Okay,
0: here. ask me a question. <coughs>
1: um. Okay, this is a. F- I think I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to double check because Mjolnir was broken, right? Yes,
0: into lots of pieces. But then to it was Asgard. normal
1: in Endgame.
0: That was the one from the past, because it was got. It was picked up in the past, brought to the future, but then taken back with Captain America when he went and got the Infinity Stones back. It has oh, to and he broke up time. Peggy
1: Carter's marriage. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the. So Why the, does no one talk about that? By the way, no one in this timeline. <laughs> Sharon Carter can't <laughs> exist anymore.
0: Is she his? Is she Peggy's daughter? Yeah, she is, isn't
1: she? Granddaughter or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe
0: she's secretly Cap's daughter, and makes that whole thing really awkward. He had sex with her. <laughs> captain anyway, America doesn't have sex.
1: I just think it's I think it's rude that he broke up a marriage just because <laughs> he wanted to lose his virginity. <laughs> Which I think is, you know what? I do. It's actually implied. Think that's, I think that's fucked up, and I think that he should be stripped of the title of Captain America. <laughs> the only thing he's captain of is uh, home reckon. But um, yeah,
0: so the the hammer in this timeline was broken into pieces by Hela, and those pieces are in
1: New Asgard, which is the place so on Earth. The ham. Oh god, this is the problem with this Marvel universe sometimes. So the hammer is mm-hmm. the same one that was used in Infinity War Endgame. No. Well, hang on. So, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Because they took it from when before it was broken. So it is the same one; it's just later then, yeah. down the line. Yeah, technically. Or is yes. this a multiverse? So I know that yes. multiverses are a thing in this now. No, so you're I right. Don't it know. is
0: the same hammer then, because okay, that's the hammer that was then destroyed by Hello and Ragnarok. And the was
1: pieces. that the first question you thought I was going to no. have? Okay, my first question. Okay, second question then. Too many people in it. <laughs> no, a lot okay, of people. Fine. fine. Um, <clears throat> I suppose my first question would be: <laughs> Is it good? <laughs>
0: What <laughs> is the first question I thought you would have, like, what mm. did you think of the film?
1: Oh, yes, I, th- I suppose that's what a proper podcast would have done. So,
0: I think, genuinely, and I've had a couple of days to stew on this, I think I dislike to genuinely hate this film. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's refreshing to hear. Oh, that's going to spike on the... Uh, <laughs> when I amplify, I've just seen... Sound like Frank Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... so I have real... It's a short film, though. Big. I'll say that. Put it's that an under-two-hour okay. Marvel film. Put that in my positives remarkable. pile. <laughs> okay. it is That positive pile looking deep. really fat already.
0: <laughs> I have really serious problems with this film. Okay. Um... And I'm sure I will go into more of it as I go along, but this is I mean, kind of I mean, I've well got set. serious
1: problems just from hearing the synopsis, because I get that... I know that the Jane Foster storyline is pulled from a run of comics, right? Mm-hmm. Does it feel earned in the film? There are moments
0: in it that work. Mm-hmm. So, there are moments, for example,
1: when... Uh, should we tidy this up and just... Try and work through it bit by bit. Do we want to go with like character should first I talk overarching my problems? With it? Um, and then
0: I will kind of dig into mm-hmm. it deeper. So, my big problem with it is I think that my tolerance for Taika Watiti has run dry, yes. And it's a real shame because I think what we do in the shadows, um, I think, um, for the world of people, people are some of the best films of their time. I think there's some incredible comedies and I think Taika Waititi has the ability to really hit my comedic bone like he really can but for Ragnarok I didn't really like Jojo Rabbit Mm -hmm. um and this especially I just really am done with the Taika Waititi here's all the jokes and none of them seem to land yes so I was in a fairly full screening and I the audience didn't really... There was one bit that really got me, and I'll come on to that later. Um, but apart from that, like the, there's like a thousand jokes, and I do think it is less joke-heavy than Ragnarok. I think Ragnarok didn't allow any moments to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, this has a couple of emotional moments that do work, because it is allowed, but I do think that it still suffers from, well, everything has to be a joke. This version of four is completely different to the four that we've had in the original. And for some people that works. I know people who absolutely love this film. My big problem, and the main problem of this, is I think it never really knows the tone it is going for. It is tonally all over the place. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say this is because gore, I love Christian Bale's gore in this, but he is from a completely different film to anyone else Mm. in this film. He is terrifying at times. Like, he is really unsettling. He plays this kind of like... So um, a load of Asgardian children get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he appears and he just starts talking to them. And it has this real kind of sinister um, child-catcher vibes to it. Mm-hmm. And Christian Bale has this kind of like three different voices that he keeps switch in between. He's very over-familiar when, like, he has four caught at one point. He kind of drapes himself all over him. Um, And he's just like this really horrible kind of clinky guy. But his story also has like real depth to it. Like the start of this film is Gore going across the desert with his daughter, praying to his gods, saying, save my daughter, save my daughter Mm. and gets no response. And then his daughter dies. Mm -hmm. And he then hears a noise and he walks across the desert a little bit more and finds this oasis and he goes and he starts drinking the water, starts eating this fruit. And this god is sat there, this huge god, you know, this huge thing. He's just like, oh, he's ruining all my fruit. Um, and he's like, oh, my, you are my god. Like, you're specifically my god. I've been mm. praying to you to save my daughter. And this guy's like, oh, you people are piss ants to me. You know, we're celebrating because we've just killed the person who has this necroblade, which is the only thing that can kill gods. Um, mm. So we're celebrating because no other gods will die. Um, but you are a little piece of shit sort of thing so gore gets the blade and kills this god but even in that moment that god is in a completely different film to whatever the film christian bale is in mm. like he is this kind of
1: really it's one man acting against the entirety of the rest of the film yeah
0: and he's and from that moment so i was there like uh, the stars like oh this film could be really interesting like mm-hmm. I really like what to do with this character. And we and get to this Ty oasis Gigi and I'm like up. <laughs> Oh no, this is where we are. Like we're in this weird this weird kind of the, the God guy reminded me of knowing Muppets Christmas Carol that goes to Christmas present, the one who's like, okay. Come in and know me better, man. Mm-hmm. in times, in the way it's delivered is like that guy.
1: Like a Dionysus and, type Exactly. Character. And I was like, okay, so... Wow, one for the uh, classics audience there. Dionysus
0: does appear in this film, by the way.
1: Holy fuck. <laughs> okay.
0: I saw him on the Catalyst when I was looking through it yesterday. Mm. Um, so yeah, like, and so Gore, let's talk about him a little bit. When he attacks um, in moments, his, a way of uh, fighting is he's able to conjure these kind of shadow monsters which i don't know if you know the game limbo um no no okay
1: wait which one's limbo
0: it's the one you might have seen. it's like um got a big black and white spider that chases oh yeah boy. i know
1: that one mm-hmm. it's all shadows yeah mm-hmm. the monsters uh, i guess that makes sense when you say shadow <laughs> monsters <laughs> i should have got that
0: look like that um mm-hmm. and They are basically there so people can punch stuff and we can see stuff die.
1: So there's got to be a Um, fight. Mm Yes.
0: So they're there. But what Gore can do is he can kind of go into shadows and pop up out of other ones. Okay. And they use that really nicely, like visually, as this kind of like he has this really interesting way of fighting. And when they use it well, it looks great. Well it's massively underutilised. Like when he do it and it looks good, it looks fantastic. Mm. Um and later on they go to a place where Gore's hiding out, which is this planet which is where it's in the middle of the universe where there is an absence of light. Um mm. and they land and everything goes from this colourful kind of taekwortiti ness to fully black and white monochrome. Yeah, and it looks beautiful. Like it's really beautiful. Like you see the characters have all changed to black and white, and then they light a torch, and the torch shines enough color, so you've got kind of the mm-hmm. contrast. And then, but in that domain, Gore is basically king. So he's able to kind of really manipulate the stuff. That stuff I really like. I mm-hmm. really like whenever he's doing stuff. The problem is, is the tone of that storyline is completely at odds with whatever else the film wants to be. Like yeah. the rest of it is just this big comedy farce where everything is delivered in a say in a way of being like, Oh, isn't this so kooky? Like there is mm. a scene in this. Like, so when they get to see the gods, um, and they go to this big thing where Zeus is, um, and they arrive to basically say, Look, he's taken our children, we know where he is, Gore is, he's killing gods, let's go create an army here of the greatest gods we'll go fight Gore. we'll destroy him and then the gods are safe and Zeus is basically says well he's killed minor gods mm-hmm. he's not going to come after the powerful gods, he's killed minor gods mm-hmm. um, therefore we're not going to help you the scene in which that all happens is in this great big hall and I said this to I've uh, seen it in the trailer Mm that scene almost seems like a mighty boosh sketch Mm. like it's all these surreal characters there's a guy who's sat next to him which is just a head on a pair of feet
1: um (laughs) and it just
0: reminds me of like a character the mighty boosh would create and i'm like Mm -hmm. this is such a surreal comedy inside this it just seems completely odds with the other stars of comedy you have Mm. Um, like none of it seems to marry up and tonally like there's tonal whiplash all over the place So you'd have four fighting, like, these owl creatures um, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you've got these goats, these screaming fucking goats that, like, just keep appearing. Um, And basically, they just keep screaming. And uh, you have this moment where you've got, oh, isn't it funny? These goats are really funny. Ha, ha, ha. And then straight into, oh, here's Jane having chemotherapy. Like, Mm. we're going to deal with this. Um, And then it's like, oh, but now we're back with... uh, um, New Asgard, and how funny is this? It's like here's Valkyrie signing, selling old spice. Um, and then you've got Jane really struggling with her cancer, and then it's oh, we're now back to, and it's like, where are we? Like, where is the consistency mm-hmm. in this film? Um, so the tone of it is my big problem. I don't think it's very well written mm-hmm. because of that, because I don't know what you're going for. I think a lot of the characters, like they did Valkyrie dirty in this film massively because Mm. she's decent in that in Ragnarok. Like she's a powerful being. Like she seems, you know, really competent. And in this, she's kind of there just to go along with Thor and Jane to kind of have a bit of conversation. And then Mm. she gets, I think she gets stabbed and, you know, then decides she can't go help anymore. Even though she's talked openly about wanting to die in battle so she can go to Valhalla. And this whole idea of going to Valhalla is brought multiple times over. But she
1: had another creed to film. So the stabbing had to be written in.
0: So yeah, um, but I just think you've completely underwritten that character. There are moments that work for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the big points in this is one of the points in the... Um, I think it's Jason Aaron wrote the original run with the mighty four I think that's right and part of that is Jane is dying of cancer Mm. she has the hammer because the hammer has healing properties the problem is is by turning into four it is purging her body of any toxins which includes her chemotherapy Mm. so the balance is you can't keep becoming four Mm -hmm. because when you become four, you feel powerful and you are feeling righteous and kind of like your body feels in the best shape it's ever been. But as soon as you stop being it, you are becoming sicker than you were before because anything we've tried to do to help your body is being negated by the fact that you are purging any chemotherapy, drugs that are inside of you. And it has to become this thing of, I know you want to help. I know you want to be for, but you have to think, is this the best way? Or are you just killing yourself? Yeah. And it's that, and the film in one moment does really tackle this in essence, because you have Chris Hemsworth, basically some really great acting by him, where he's turned around to Jane, and he's like, I can't let you do this. like, But I can't stop you from doing this. It has Mm -hmm. to be your choice. But if there is a chance that you don't... Basically, if you change again, that's it. It's done. Like, If you change and you become four again, Mm -hmm. you're done. And you basically, at that point in time, have consigned yourself to death. But if there is a chance that you stay, you take the drug's... To try and get yourself better. No matter how small that opportunity is. We need to take that because I'm not ready to lose you. Because I love you. Mm -hmm. And I understand you want to help. And I understand you want to do this. But if you do it. Then I lose you and I can't lose you. Because I love you.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And in that moment. I'm like oh it's almost doing something here. But then. It goes back to just being this silly film. Um, Mm -hmm. It is. And it doesn't do that kind of stuff enough. You know, you're dealing with quite a heavy thing here. Um, You know, it's... They say, what is it, one in four people in their lifetime will be at least in contact with somebody who has cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's something that a lot of people will be aware of. A lot of people will have some kind of situation with, and it's almost as though that's just an inconvenience in this Mm -hmm. film. I don't think I'm, I, you know, I do think there are going to be people who do not think this way to me at all. They do not, will not agree with me, but I do think that sometimes it's almost as though they've gone, Oh, we're going to do, this storyline because it's a storyline in the comics yeah. um, but actually what we really wanted to do was just bring Natalie Portman back because that would be fun for the fans mm-hmm. oh but we also have to deal with this other side of storyline because if we ignore it then um, the fans will be like well why are you ignoring a huge part of her storyline mm. but it is almost as though it is just this inconvenient thing in the background of oh yeah we have to because for 90% of this film she is in four form,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like she. You don't even see her struggling. Like, so there's a point in the beginning where she is has, has, having chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. There is then a scene before they go off to the palace of the gods. I can't remember what it's actually called. Um, it might be called Omnipotence Palace, Omnipotence, but Omnipotence Palace or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. but basically, before they go to there, you see her look at herself in the mirror. Um, and she looks a bit worse for wear. Mm. Then the next time you see her is when she's in a bed and four's telling her that story. There mm-hmm. is no real indication that this thing is taking its toll on her throughout time. There is no sort of real damage being done to her. Mm. Um, And it means that basically when it gets to the end and she turns into four one last time and basically signs her life away so she can save four at that point that has no feeling to it Mm -hmm. it has no meaning to it because this side of the storyline has been so really underwhelmingly written Mm -hmm. and really handled to a point that I go well did you even want to put this in here Mm -hmm. or did you just want two fours like is that the fact um, so I think that like a huge part of that storyline of why she's back actually just feels underserved Yeah, like you're just not doing anything with it and that's the problem with most of these characters like I do think like everybody is really poorly written um, and there is an element that like it then seems like Portman is phoning it in a little bit why wouldn't you Mm,
1: like, she clearly doesn't want to be in these movies and came back to be written out. It almost seemed well maybe not oh, so God.
0: it almost seemed like in the way this was performed mm. she had a free picture deal and she's come back to finish that third picture. Like it's one of those kind of performances but at the end she dies um, and four Basie asks Gore Use your wish to choose love rather than hate, um, and basically don't let Jane die. So the imp- the indication I got was jo- don't let Jane die, but basically mm-hmm. choose love in your heart. Don't kill all these gods because if you do that, you're just as bad as the that you're killing. Mm-hmm. And Gore does choose love, but instead of saving Jane, he brings his daughter back, mm-hmm. and says to four, "Can you? I want you to look after her." Raise mm. her, make sure she comes to no harm, um, to make, make four dad four, which you know is a fun little twist on this kind of thing of like a man who doesn't know how to love finally finds a reason to have care and affection. I get that and I like that. Um, but Jane then and died. The child is called love, she's called love, yeah. And four is called thunder,
1: yeah. I, uh, I'm gonna say this now this fucking sucks. <laughs>
0: But Jane then kind of goes mm. into Gold gold Dust and she ends up in Valhalla.
1: Well, Gold Dust, the, uh, <laughs> yes, the wrestler. Yes, the
0: wrestler. He comes along, picks her up, takes her to mm. Valhalla, uh-huh. uh, which is our final post credit sequence. Uh, she goes to Valhalla, and she's greeted by Heimdall, which makes me think he's the only one who would agree to come back and do this bit because surely you'd yeah. get Hopkins in. um Yeah. Greets her at the gate of Valhalla and he's like, Welcome to Valhalla. You know, you died as a god. You come to. You died as an Asgardian. You come to Valhalla. Like, this Mm. is where we live. Now, apparently, there was something in the comics about Jane in Valhalla. um, And she then kind of becomes this other deity and this other being Mm. while there and kind of then is still part of the storyline. So she might come back. That's what they might be setting up. It's either that or they went, are the audience too dumb to realise that we've talked about Valhalla so much in this film and she dies the way that others do, that mm. she's definitely gone to there, that we have to kind of be like, yeah, this is what happened. Um. So, yeah, so yeah
1: Jane, I just think is... Well, it's a good thing uh, none of it felt like anything during the film because... It means you can bring it back and you're not really like trampling <laughs> over anything because Exactly. None exactly. of it was earned. Um for
0: so the Guardian stuff mm-hmm. could have been like I don't know, they could have put a ten minute thing out on Disney Plus and it would have felt like it wasn't waste of my time. Okay. So okay. It's like twenty minutes long and it yeah. doesn't need to be there. And actually, if you'd use those 20 minutes to do something or anything with the. Let Gore kill a couple more gods. We see him kill one god.
1: Yeah, you need to kill one before you get called a god butcher, surely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we see him kind of like kill one god. If he killed more than one, it would be God's butcher. (laughs) And we see like. It doesn't
0: roll off the tongue, right? And we hear that like, you know, a couple of other gods are gone. But like, let us see more Gore. Like, he's the best thing in this film. You've got Christian Bale literally like. I acted everyone. Mm. Let me see more of that. Yeah, like, get rid of this. Maybe he was
1: just like, I haven't been in this longer than <laughs> I have to be.
0: Well, he's dead by the end of it, so he's like, I don't have to be in another one.
1: Yeah. Smart move, mm. honestly, on a villain's part these days. With the amount of times that they would just bring back, like, what? fucking Lee Pace came back 10 years after he first appeared. It's just like, oh, God, really? Going <laughs>
0: back to that thing of being, um, Marvel liked to kill their like to kill their villains yeah that's what he did so yeah
1: um russell crowe um i've seen well okay i'll tell you this this is my thoughts on russell crowe he's a man uh no i've seen the trailers Mm -hmm. and i've heard whatever vague european sort of jared leto performance he's going for where he just puts on a silly accent um how how much is he in it He's in it for a whole scene. Like, the section
0: in it must be like 15 minutes, which okay. is this Palace of, mm, of the God stuff.
2: He plays Zeus, who's this Good.
0: real cocksure kind of, he's got this mm. ball of lightning, he's like, oh, I'm the best God, everyone loves me. His accent, I think mm. he's going for Greek, but he's You'd also so. not really masking his Australian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And ends up sounding like Borat. Yeah, the nice. whole time, he he seems. I was expecting him just to be like, um, "My wife, mm. like my lightning bud." Yeah, you know,
1: would, it would have been good if he did that, though. You mm, he no, he's
0: generally just like, "Oh, for God of thunder,"
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, <laughs> "No point." That like, I understand, what you're like, ho oh, oh, ho, this is a weird thing," but it's like. But then you start to peel it back and be like, hold on, but no, this is what you're saying is the king of the gods. Yeah. Um, And in that scene, there's all these jokes going on. Like I said, it seemed like, it looks like a Mighty Boosh episode. The bit that made me laugh, though, is in that scene where they, um, I mean, they're walking along and seeing some of the gods, and one of the gods is the bow God, who is just a bow bun with animated eyes. Um, Okay. And it really made me laugh. Because it's just it is just so different to everything else. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, you got me there. That feels
1: like a Mighty Boosh thing. Then. Yeah,
0: you got me there with one of these. Do you wanted of... to be a
1: Mighty Boosh film. I think I it might. It kind have... of sounds like you want that. I think I might have of appreciated like you it more. Want that. Okay. Um... So w- when he realised that Naboo was also one of the <laughs> gods that he has to present himself to, and uh, I know that he presents all of himself to them. Yes. Um... His Which Johnson is right. too big to make people faint.
0: If I'm gonna talk about like real nitpicky and like be real kind of You'd a dink,
1: think that the the Love about and Thunder this. spoiler review is the place to do it.
0: <laughs> so even stuff like he gets stripped naked. Mm-hmm. And all the people like all the people either side of Zeus faint. Mm-hmm. It the shot goes back to four he goes you flick too hard god damn it then he then mm. gets back to zeus and everyone stood up mm. next to him i'm like but they've just fainted
1: hang on when he says you flick too hard does he mean he inverted his penis well i think he means the his clothes come off but uh,
0: also okay. his skin all comes off and then his muscles and his but it's the rock dj video by exactly <laughs> the reference i was gonna make <laughs> um but yeah and then he goes back to zeus and uh-huh. they all stood up and i'm like continuity-wise, you should see them ever getting older. Gods or... faint
1: differently than we
0: Yeah, do, maybe, and that's just yeah. nitpicky, you know. I'll tell you, like, there are certain things in this that look beautiful, like, I do think the city... But hang the on. gods look really great. Why
1: does Natalie Portman not faint the first time she has sex with him? We didn't see that, though. I saw that in the first Thor film. <laughs> Did I not? <laughs> Did I see the DVD no, you watched, the director's cut?
0: You watched the one called Four Skin.
1: <laughs> Bring back the Branner cut. <laughs> um well but this is what i'm saying is that presumably that means that she faints every time that she's seen him naked mm. i
0: i i'll tell you she's probably faint more than due to her cancer in this film because Eesh. that didn't existed. um you know and i do think there are parts of this film that look beautiful like there are stuff that looks really great um you know the city of the gods looks great i do think the monochrome planet looks great um
1: I thought the city of the Gods looked silly. But But, no, but that's on, just me on screen, trailer. it
0: looks very opulent and it looks very okay. much like there's a lot of time going in there. But it then looks the fake. Last, there is stuff that looks really bad. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: How are the goats? At one point,
0: they they aren't bad, actually. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. fine.
1: They use real goats for that, probably. There is one point in this film, right? Where, and
0: I'm sure this happened. Mm. And I heard somebody else talking about this. I listened to another review of this film, and they weren't... There are others? Yeah, they weren't as down on it as I am. But they mentioned something about this film, and I was like, oh my God, I was right. And then they mentioned a completely different part of the film where they believe it happened. Mm. I am certain in one scene of this film, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth have CGI faces.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm convinced it is... Because mm. I looked at them, and my i don't know it's almost like um what's the what's the effect called when something seems it is fake, but it's uncanny too, valley the uncanny valley I was looking at them, my brain kept flagging up something
1: going grand off talking
0: them well I was looking at them, and I was, my brain kept having this flag going, they don't look right, they don't look right, why don't they look right and I was like that's mm. not her face. And that's not mm. his face.
1: Had they now, put them on the wrong bodies?
0: Now, the point that they that was brought up on this other podcast was they thought it was the point where Jane and Four first first meet. Mm-hmm. And the theory they had was they were wearing helmets and then when they looked at it, they went, oh, actually, um, we don't want them to be in helmets. We want to see their faces here. So we're going to maybe just redo, retouch it up, but we can't do the whole scene, so we'll just... You know, CGI their faces.
2: Mm.
0: I'm sure it happens. There is a scene where Four and Jane are on the front of a barge, and that this is where Jane tells Four about her cancer, mm. and they have this emotional moment. And I'm sure that you did that without helmets, but I am certain their faces are fake mm. because it really took me out of the film, and I don't understand why you would do it but I was looking at it just like, that's not Chris Hemsworth's face. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I sat there and all I could think was either I genuinely thought I might be having some kind of episode. Mm -hmm. Like I genuinely thought I might have to leave because I think like maybe my brain stopped working. Mm -hmm. And I, I might have to watch this film just to see that moment again, just to find out whether I'm right or not. Um, so yeah, where else were we? Um, it really likes Guns N' Roses. It's almost like it went. Of course. The immigrant song did so well after the last one mm-hmm. that we're gonna have we Guns N' Roses. from the seventies into the eighties. Yeah, and we're just gonna play Guns N' Roses like during all of our action scenes, uh, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't mind it. Like, there's it. It works at times. You know, there's a fight scene in the. God's but it's city. all Chinese democracy stuff, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. all Cats in a Cradle. Um... <laughs> Straight over my head, mate. I'm, <laughs> to be fair, I'm not enough for Guns like, N' Roses. <laughs> I don't know whether or not... Cats in the Cradle might be one of those Mandela effects where I think mm. it was one of the songs I when I downloaded Guns N' Roses using my lime LimeWire. Mm-hmm. I think I downloaded a Cats in the Cradle by Guns N' Roses but it was actually never by them. Oh, okay, um, And I think that's the case. But because of the line wire effect, it's the same how everyone thought Closing Time was by Green Day because it was on uh, all the... I'm going
1: to tell you now, it's Kid Joe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Ugly Kid Joe. Not just Kid Joe. Wow. <laughs> Epic slam on himself there. Ugly Kid Joe, Cats in the Cradle, 1992, from America's Least Wanted. <laughs> um, God, music used to suck <laughs> but there's, a, there's
0: a scene in the City of the Gods where they basically decide they need to steal Zeus's Thunderbolt um, mm-hmm. because that will be the weapon that brings down gore mm-hmm. and to do so they're like, okay, we're going to do Valkyrie's plan which is just, let's beat everyone up and fight our way out Good so, plan. so they do that um, It's a really cool action scene Like, There's some really nice stuff in there Um Korg is awful in this. He was first time round.
1: It's just too much of him. It's too much. Um, But everyone loved him from the first one, remember? We get... um, Are you annoyed that they cut the Peter Dinklage scenes? (laughs) I wish he was in this. He came back and filmed scenes and they cut them. Did he? Apparently so. Him and Jeff Goldblum both were on set and filmed scenes. And both of them got cut. And we all know that Dinklage was probably the best part of Infinity War. Um Yeah. <laughs> that is a shame.
0: So Thor has this relationship with his new hammer, um Stormraker. Stormbreaker in this where god, his hammer that know that. his hammer is jealous of Mjolnir reappearing. Um Oh for god And sake. the comedy for that never lands for me. Like it never at no point does it ever seem funny. Um mm-hmm. yeah and like I said that's the problem a lot of these jokes don't land so there's a post-credit sequence in this as well Mm -hmm. so Hercules appears um Mm -hmm. because Zeus gets killed Mm -hmm. or at least you think he's killed but at the end he's like oh no I'm still alive he's like people used to fear us and they don't fear us anymore we'll show them what the gods are we'll show them who to fear won't we Hercules and then the camera pans around and it's Brett Goldstein Mm -hmm. um Wearing the Hercules accurate comic costume, which is quite funny to see, because it is just all chest, and he's like, yes, father. And I guess some people were like, because during it I was like, oh, it's strange we haven't seen Hercules. I thought we would have seen him in this, mm-hmm. because I think this is the perfect film to introduce him in. Um You know, and that character is interesting. But I saw who was playing it, and this is going to sound real mean. I like Brett Goldstein and Ted Lasso because I think he suits that character properly. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. I think for what he is and what he's needed to be in that series, it's a very one-note performance, but it's a performance that very much works within the construct of that series. Mm. Him being in this as potentially a future antagonist Mm. i was there like oh that's a terrible choice
1: so uh, i i can't say anything because you know brett's a friend um (laughs) however i mean look emmy winning brett goldstein not good enough for you not good enough for you emmy winning brett goldstein (laughs) you'd rather have non-emmy winning christian bale yeah (laughs) coming back as hercules a different character
0: yeah like genuinely like
1: i think here's my theory mm-hmm. they got scared right because they went oh shit sony have gone into production on craven which is basically their hercules <laughs> they got aaron taylor johnson who we got hmm. Brett goldstein will do yeah <laughs> it was either him or tim allen
0: like i get i get why they okay
1: would you prefer tim, 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 allen? tim allen
0: okay good 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 um uh, I get what they've done. Like, you know, at the end of the day, Greg Goldstein might be fantastic in that role. I'm not going to yeah. say that he isn't. I just... When I first saw him appear, I was like, ooh, that seems like a weird what bit What if he's casting. like a
1: secondary antagonist who's like a funny one?
0: Maybe. And that might be the case. Um, They'll bring back uh,
1: Hella, probably. Is she but dead? Can't it remember. Was,
0: it was one of those things that I saw him and I was like, oh, okay, so that's who they've got. And... I, you know, I can see what they've done. They've basically they've got somebody who, you know, like you said, he's won awards, he's in a show that is one of the biggest shows Must in the world good. right now. You know, it's it's that thing of the same reason why you cast Harry Styles as uh, whatever that character is. I can't is. say anything
1: Harry because he's a friend. Um,
0: um But you know, you cast you're casting people who are um you know yes. Hansel's so hot right now, sort of thing.
2: Mm. Um
0: but uh, this all leads into one of the points I made to Jason when I was speaking to him last night of I really don't know where this phase of Marvel is going. I don't see how it all do you think they know I'm sure he must have a plan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he must have a plan, but like it's almost as though I don't know how it all links together, and I don't really know where we're going, and all our post credit sequences are just introducing us to new guys. You know, if you look at, like, okay. Harry Styles, Charlize Theron, Brett Goldstein, like, we're just getting introduced to more guys and no real indication of how they go together. And...
1: Okay, can I can I posit this? Yeah. I don't think they do go together, and I don't think they want them to. I but think they're now the po- viewing some of these properties as opportunities to just have Thor, who's been an integral... They don't want him to be part of the team-up movies anymore. Mm-hmm. Because he's a reminder of the past, although all of the characters are going to be reminders of the past (laughs) because you've got young fucking Hawkeye, young Iron Man, young Ant Man, young fucking everyone. But I think the genuine thing that they're going to go for here is, well, in these solo properties that are sort of the legacy properties or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're the ones which now are just going to kind of silo off into their own individual things. You know, you can throw gods into this more than you can into... Because yeah. in the mainline stuff, maybe Celestials is more what they're going for. Hey, they appear. Okay, well, maybe I'm fucking wrong there. <laughs> they, they appear in... <laughs> well, maybe I don't know jack shit. <laughs>
0: um, They're in a the hall of gods. But yeah, I get what you're saying. You're saying,
1: you know, that, that maybe they're having this as more of a... They, what I'm saying is they need someone for the fans to simp over now that Loki's dead. <laughs> and yeah. it may as well be.
0: This film massively misses Loki. Like, it misses some kind of extra element. But does it
1: not try to have one in it? What, with Gore? Well, no. With um, whoever, uh, Jane Foster, being a god now.
0: Yeah, but like this but it misses any kind of element of To fair, the whole film misses misses elements of drama because mm. it's so haphazardly written like there's no stakes to the whole thing
1: i don't know what you want me to do about this at this point it's too I, late i'm no, sorry this is
0: why it's a review and not a preview you know mm-hmm. um you oh, know, we should
1: have done we should have done a preview where we stopped these problems
0: yeah we should have spoken to take i hope it one.
1: doesn't have this in it
0: so yeah i don't know what how it all goes together. Like the the mm. beauty of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was it was the one that could. It was the one that had all these pieces that they all kind of said maybe at the end of this phase we will see how they all slot into place. Or maybe
1: And just hear me out here. Doesn't have to. Maybe. You may as well call Disney Ben Shepherd because they've reached tipping point. <laughs> I think maybe this is it. Maybe they've gone and they've they've realized that that's it end game is kind of where you can take it to yeah and then you reach a point of like internal collapsing where it's just, like it collapses under the weight of everything if you try and continue going from mm-hmm. there of connecting everything and you've been talking look you've been talking and i know this is not news on review so this is technically banned behavior yeah but you've been talking about Ms. marvel recently and uh-huh. so how much you've enjoyed it and actually you weren't even curious that much about how it was going to fit into it because you were just enjoying the ride, right? Now, it sounds like Love and Thunder is not a film that you can enjoy the ride of, but maybe for the people who really... Uh, this character resonates with for some wrong. the worst character in the MCU.
0: There are people and I've already seen it on like online in like Facebook groups I mean, there are people who absolutely adore this film and Mm -hmm. they're like it's one of the best of phase four, if not one of the best Marvel movies and they completely write down that decision if that's Mm -hmm. how they
1: feel. It's not their fault they're wrong.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Um (laughs) Um Okay, so that's my so that's my theory. Yes, is that no, I no think you're right. Maybe it doesn't have to go together.
0: The problem is, is this film for me follows also a bit of a trend lately, which is I don't think it's very well made to mm. the point that if I told you... Is that you, COVID
1: problems, would you say?
0: So if I told you... This was a COVID production. I genuinely think you would believe it. But if I then told you, oh, no, but it actually wasn't, it was all done post, you know, post COVID, you know, we're all still in the COVID world, but you know, post the kind of really sh- severe lockdowns that really mm-hmm. hampered stuff like say, Shang-Chi, um, you know, it's past that point and it actually was fine. Then you probably wouldn't believe me. It, and it's this thing of, oh,
1: but we're not, you got this. Uh, were with... the issues still not there because of how strict Australia's rules were in comparison to the, the states? Yeah, Because it's true. all shot in Australia, where but, they but... were much stricter on film productions. You no, know? but it was a lot. I'm more not tra- free. Look, I don't ever. You know me. I don't ever want to give them a get out of jail free pass with this shit. But the but... point I'm making is
0: that Marvel's movies have always had this kind of stamp of quality to mm. them. Where it's almost as though you go, okay, not only is the writing, but the filmmaking and the production design and the effects and everything are pretty much the best you can get in like superhero action. And it almost has seemed the last few properties, both TV and film, have been a bit slapdash. Mm -hmm. Almost as though they've gone, we've made our billions, we can now afford to make films that aren't as quality and people will still turn up. Mm-hmm. This is not being received critically very well. Mm-hmm. Um I think it is it's one of those that the audience I think will enjoy more than the more than the critics. You know, I've not read any of those reviews so I don't like I said I only listened to one and that's because it's a podcast the only critic that matters to. Um but say for example stuff like Moon Knight I mm-hmm. I enjoyed Moon Knight um it's not the best but i enjoyed it but there's moments in that where some of the cgi is incredibly incredibly bad mm-hmm. and you go but this is marvel making this like this is disney it's mm-hmm. got disney dollars behind it they shouldn't be making this kind of thing look this bad and this is the same as this film i'm like i watched some moments of it i'm like but this shouldn't be like this like this is a this should be And I think it misses some of the charm of Ragnarok. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of Ragnarok. I've been on record saying I don't enjoy that film. I've watched it a few times since just to really cement it. But the one thing it did have is it had a distinct style. Mm. Stylistically, it looked a certain way. And this doesn't have that. It doesn't Mm. feel like that. I think it has its moments. I think it does its thing where, you know, in its moments, it works. But mm. overall, I think it is a pretty bad film. And I genuinely was toying between the fact that I maybe I just don't like it to genuinely, I hate it, I think it's a terrible mm. film. Like,
1: but is that more a case of what it represents?
0: A little bit, and I think that's really kind of clouding a bit of my judgement. But that's why I'm going to probably settle with dislike, in the sense of just, I think this is just a really badly made film. Mm. It's you know, the problem is, we spoke about this before with, I think we spoke about Christopher Nolan, where we said a bad Christopher Nolan film is still better than a lot of films.
1: Oh, I came up with a really good Christopher Nolan impression the other day. Oh, yeah? I'll do it for you next time I speak.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> do you to round up, when, when I say until next time, you can do your okay. Christopher Nolan impression. Okay. Um, it's kind of
1: specific about a film. Okay. okay, never mind, it's fine. We'll, but we we'll spoke about
0: Christopher work. Nolan, we said, you know, a bad Christopher Nolan film is still better than most other directors' yes. films. And, you know, I do believe a bad Marvel movie is still better than a lot of superhero movies you get. Mm. If you compare this to, say, a Morbius this year, mm. it's light and day between the quality. Mm. I just think this is a bad Marvel film, and that and because I'm such a big Marvel fan, mm. that hurts more because it does feel lazy. It does feel like there are so many elements and the easiest way to fix this film would be to decide on what tone you wanted it to go for because Mm. by it being tonally all over the place, you are dealing with a film that doesn't know what it wants to be. And as an audience, you get tonal whiplash constantly because you don't know what type of film you're supposed to be watching. Mm. Um, I think this is the first time I'm probably not going to recommend a Marvel film. Like, normally I, at least Did that'll do pig. Do you recommend Eternals? I kind of... I think oh, that'll do pig fucking... for Eternals. That's
1: not recommending. But, you know, this is the first that'll one... That'll do pig for yeah. when I can't make a decision.
0: But this is the first one <laughs> that I'm going to specifically say I do not recommend because I mm-hmm. I don't... I don't see the value in it. Okay. I 100% wouldn't tell you to see it anytime. any on. time. I'm sorry. Ant-Man
1: and the Wasp was at least a that-or-do I
0: genuinely you. cannot remember Ant-Man and
1: the Wasp. It fucking sucked, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: have you got any questions that you want to cover off?
1: Oh, God. Um, like, I don't know
0: how use- useful that was as a spoiler review. It was just me kind of just talking. That, that, um I have you got any questions. I hope I got across, like, my main things. No, yeah, I get it. It's I not good. Well, oh, I don't it's, know if it was just me. me just ranting negatively for however long this hey,
1: episode will be. Sometimes that's just... If it's felt you'd have, If you'd have allowed me more of a voice on the fucking uh, Infinity War, spoiler <laughs> review, that would have been my voice. Um, look, nothing you've said here today is going to convince me to watch this film. No. I don't think that was the intention of today. Thank God. And I, I think I wasn't going to see this film anyway. There are people out
0: there who absolutely love this film, and if you do carry on loving it, tell me, <laughs> like, tweet at me at Dinosaur Man 15 Tell me why I'm wrong and why you love this film. I'll be very interested to hear people's opinions on it. I am um, confused, but, you know,
1: as to why Thor is a character that seems to keep on getting more movies <laughs> because he is a character that they have not ever known what they are supposed to do with him yeah from film to fi- like oh. his personality changes <laughs> film to film
0: i just remembered like, there's a plot point in this that is really baffling at one point so the kids get kidnapped right four goes mm. to save them and then all the shadow gore creates his shadow monsters and these kids are like oh we're gonna die so four basically does the thing that Anthony Hopkins Odin does, where he's like, whoever has holds these weapons, like, he gets the kids to all get these bits of wood and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, whoever holds these weapons, um, if they would be worthy, may temporarily have the power of four. And he imbues the power of four into these children mm-hmm. so that they can take on the shadow monsters while he goes and fights gore. Mm-hmm. and if that's something he can do then why is he not just doing that all the time
1: yeah I'd be making loads of like
0: he created like thirty fours, mm. Um and you know that, that set piece actually set piece is a lot of fun like I genuinely I, I was like okay I enjoy this mm-hmm. um, but I was there just like that seems quite game breaking that you can do that now mm. um, probably will yeah. be
1: forgotten about by the next one percent. So. Oh, um, should uh, we wrap no. this up I have nothing else to say and I haven't said anything on this podcast. This is going to be like fifty percent of the audience's favorite podcast. Oh, people are going to hate this. They're going to be like, "Oh, it's an Andy talking episode." Mm-hmm. We won't tell them that until the worst. Until they start the episode, Um what's, what's going on? What I'm very sweaty right, right now. <laughs> so, what do we do? Thanks for listening. Yeah, if, like I said, you can find us on.
0: Twitter. twitter on twitter uh, at dinosman15 please let me know what you think of this film um, and if i'm wrong you know let's be let's be kind about it let's not just send me insults no i uh, send insults fuck it don't be kind uh, but yeah let me know what you think of this film and tell me why you loved it if you did mm-hmm. um at dinosman15 please rate and follow the podcast subscribe yes. share it amongst your friends um alex thank you for hosting you.
1: come on i've done nothing Uh, Thank you for going to see Thor and talking about it for an hour. Thank you, Johnny Neves, as ever, for the theme song. And until Mm -hmm. next time... Oh, it's Christopher Nolan thing, right, okay. Uh, So the impression is this. Oh, hello, Christopher Nolan. I made a film called Tenet, innit? (laughs) It's it's probably good, isn't it? (laughs) He's up there with... um, the other good impressions I do on this show so we'll add it expect to him to be added to the stable of characters alongside Billie Eilish and Tom Jones <laughs> alright, see you next week,
2: bye